fucking end of the road. <clears throat> Boom. Pushed off the road by a car. That's right. We're talking nocturnal animals today. This is Sad Guy <laughs> Cinema. That was clean. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Connor Mitty. This is Katie Cassidy. And today we have my roommate and our good friend Alex Kelly on the podcast. Say hello, Kelly. Yeah, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you appreciated that segue, that was by clean. the way. That was clean as hell. Okay. <clears throat> St- starting off. We're talking. We're talking nocturnal animals. We got Jake Gyllenhaal in this piece. It's an ensemble cast. We have Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Tiny Face Cannibal. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then there's a few other people. Isla Fisher's in it. Looking amazing and looking like Amy Adams. Yeah. Which I will talk about the duality a little. Hopefully, obviously, because that was. Very present. We'll get into it. Okay. Um, if you guys had to give, like, a short, like, one, like, grab your attention, like, this is what the movie is, how are you grabbing somebody's attention? How are you pitching this movie? It's a tale of revenge, uh, fucking tragedy, really, really rough, some brutal stuff in there, man. Like, harden your heart when you watch this movie, because it's not... It's a movie to kill yourself to, faux show, and I'm like, and I'm thinking about it. The more I think about it, <laughs> the more I'm like, man, so good though. Like, it's good because it hurts. Exactly, dude. That's that sad guy cinema shit. It's that right? Whole point. Like that's like why. Like the I remember like when we were doing the other podcast, it was called Sad Guy Cinema because mm-hmm. we were sad and depressing, and we were the only two that <laughs> the wanted to watch. bleak, heartbroken oh. Yeah, movies. but those movies yeah. are sick. Like, those movies are always, like, the coolest, because you have to, like... Because they're gonna make you feel some type of way. They're not trying to make you laugh. They're trying to hurt you a little bit. Yeah, it's like... I feel like a movie able to get, like, a strong emotional response out of somebody did its job right. Absolutely. 100%. I agree. So why do you like this movie so much? Uh, just a mixture of things. I really just like the intensity throughout, like very gripping, uh, just like, it's such a drama, you know, but it doesn't stay a drama for long. It's like a tragedy. And then it turns into the classic revenge tale. Gotta uh, love a good revenge tale. Revenge movies are fucked. I love really. revenge movies. Revenge so movies. Good. I feel like a lot of times are like a dime a dozen. So when you find like a good one, it like, it stands out. I'd say this one is above average revenge. It is dynamic, to say the least. Let's throw some movies out there. Prisoners. Spit on your grave, one through three. Spit on your grave, one mm-hmm. through three. Uh, I'll throw out Law Abiding Citizen. citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fucking with my spit on your grave. Some I, of them are a little I, gratuitous, but overall, I like I spit on your grave. Yeah, but like you get a lot of these like revenge, or like revenge things. Where would you guys rate... Uh, nocturnal animals on like list of like good like 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 the revenge aspects of this movie sorry repeat your question like if you out of all the revenge movies we just named where does this one sit on that list oh very top for me uh we me and you talked a little bit about prisoners we were making a lot of comparisons with prisoners and then which also has jake gyllenhaal i've never seen prisoners what really prisoners is really good um Gotta love Jake Gilly though. And Jake I would Gyllenhaal say and from, uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackman. Mm. Uh, Hugh Jackman's daughter uh, is kidnapped. Um, him and Jake Gyllenhaal are on the case. Nice. Uh, 
Hugh Jackman, more so vigilante justice, street justice type. Okay. Uh, whereas Jake Gyllenhaal is the detective on his daughter's case, like doing everything no he justice. can. Yeah, m- more like no justice, but that's a different podcast entirely. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's really hard to explain without giving something away. Exactly. I'd like to watch it. I'm interested. We should watch it. I'd rewatch it. We should watch it after this. I'm in. Interesting. Awesome. Continue. So this is at the very top of those movies? Yeah, I'd say like the Holy Trinity for me would be uh, Law Abiding Citizen, which sets the standard. Because I feel like Law Abiding Citizen was... I mean, obviously there's been tales of revenge throughout history, but like, I feel like for the modern day, Law Abiding Citizen just sets the standard. Oh, it's just fun. Movie is. It's a great movie. It's fucking brutal, it's awesome, and it's action-packed. It's like... Su- I like that movie because honestly, I feel like it's, it doesn't feel super high stakes. You know what I mean? It very much feels like an action packed, like almost Gerard Butler movie. It's like yeah. Saw. Yeah, it's like you got Jamie. Exactly. That's a great way to compare it. So? Like, saw, yes, it's so dramatic and up its own ass. And all that, but like, <laughs> that is, he's yeah. a genius and he sets and manipulates all these people and he sets up little traps. <laughs> and his, and his Jamie Foxx being it's like all goofy Jamie Foxx. You know, like, you know the difference between like Jamie Foxx like acting his ass off yeah, we're and talking like, having fun. Like, uh, fucking Tarantino Jamie Foxx versus yeah, Saw. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You guys are right. When you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. But yeah, so that's at the tippy top and you say this is right below it? Yeah, I'd say like this and Prisoners are probably like even though Prisoners isn't technically a revenge movie (coughs) but it's, it's like, it's still because it feels the exact same. It's like the exact same kind of stakes. It's like it's like revenge as opposed to like whereas like these two movies, uh, one two buckle your shoe, get ready for this, guys. This movie does involve uh, a gra- like does involve like rape imagery, as well as like a uh, law abiding citizen. Yeah. Whereas prisoners I would say has- this is. Nocturnal Animals is not gratuitous in the rape scenes. Though. No, not at all. They are actually super on the lower end of the scale for rape There's scenes. Just Absolutely. Like I just wanted scene. to make sure people knew. Yeah, like little like warning, they definitely that's part of the story. Yeah, it's definitely part of the story. So like buckle up, buckaroos. Um but like whereas prisoners doesn't have any of that kind of like imagery. Oh yeah, it's it's a whole different uh, kind of thing. There's but it feels nothing very sexual much. about prisoners. You know, I have kind of a thing that like when people write sexual assault into their stories, it's like, is it just to be like morbid and gratuitous and be like worst thing possible, like how a Serbian film does it? You know, it's like what's the grossest, most fucked up thing just to be fucked up, or is it actually part of the story and? Like, kind of driving these character arcs and the plot. Is it done well? Is it, you know Yeah, is, I mean? it, is it tasteful? Does it have a point? Or are you just trying to be outrageous and have shock value? And I feel like Nocturnal Animals, it was absolutely important to the plot and driving, like, so much of Jake Gyllenhaal's, like, rage as the character in the book, which is... We should probably kind of maybe get into the two-timeline thing. Yeah. The dual storyline. Yeah, should we run them through, like, what the plot's looking like? Simply simply enough, simply enough, I feel like this movie breaks down to, um... Amy Adams is a, um... Her name's Susan. She's an art gallery owner. There we go. Thank you, Jelly. I was getting to that. (laughs) 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 Well, she's an art gallery owner, uh, has an ex-husband named Edward who writes her and gives her the newest copy of his book and asks her to read it and mentions how it's nothing like how he used to write. 
And then the second storyline taking place is Edward's book. Yeah. 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 And the book is so enthralling that when they would take us out of the storyline in the book back into the Amy Adams universe, which is supposed to be our universe that we're all like living in and listening to the podcast. Yeah, the real world. Yeah, real world. Um, My favorite show. (laughs) It makes it like that much more like, oh, like I want to tune back in. I'm sorry. You yes, said, I kind of know about the real world. What's going on? I'm just curious. You said the real world, but I'm like, which city? <laughs> oh, none. Called San out. Francisco. <laughs> San, San Francisco. Actual fan of real world. I hate it. Side chat. I wish I would have. I wish I could have right then in that moment knew exactly what he was talking about. Like, yeah, San Francisco. Like, it just, me and him would just been bonded forever. Yeah, but you dropped the ball on Disappointment. that. Disappointment. I'm gonna cry. Yes, I did. <laughs> Alright. Anyway, back to my evaluation. Yes. Absolutely. I don't even know what I was saying. You fucks took me out with that real world yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you want to pause it and go back to no, what you're talking about? No, do go about. with your list. Go ahead. Okay. You piece of shit. No, you I'm the piece of shit. You're the one who brought up real world and didn't always talk. Yeah, you're about. a fake fan. <laughs> no, what the fuck? That's kind of what you deserve, I'll be honest. Oh, but. my God. <laughs> right. Guy makes one joke. He gets crucified. <laughs> one of my Jesus. Right, Easter's so close. Here's an interesting thing I was thinking about when I was doing my research on this movie is that what genre would you define this movie as? Artsy. Like Dark a, thriller. It's pretty close. It's a uh, psychological crime thriller. Yeah, okay, I'll take it. I won't. Why? Because, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't like that because I have an issue with the story itself, like the story Nocturnal Animals. The title of Edward's book in this movie is Nocturnal Animals. Because of the story with his wife. Well, like, I don't, not even, not even, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. I'm just, for context, when I'm talking about, like, the story, I mean the book itself. The book's title. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, I have a hard time watching this movie and being at all interested in the real world aspect of the entire film because the only thing interesting is the book, but because the real world exists and I'm supposed to care about Amy Adams and try to connect pieces to these two utterly not like aligned things at all, Mm -hmm. I'm disassociated from the story as well. I'm like, okay, well this is just a book like that she's reading. So like, do I have to be more interested in her or like, or this, I would wish both movies were entirely separate. I wish nocturnal, like nocturnal animals was just a yeah, good revenge thing. movie. Cause then I feel like you could have gotten so much more depth with that like beautiful acting trio of Michael Shannon, Jake Gyllenhaal and, uh, Amy Adams. Is no, Fisher. N- no, the guy, Michael Taylor, Aaron John or Aaron Taylor Johnson, oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, the m- mutton chops. Guy from guy, oh, kick-ass, okay, kick-ass okay, guy. Okay. That acting trio fucking yeah, slapped. That was intense. And I wanted to see more of that. And I feel like we weren't able to get a lot, a, a lot of depth with those characters because we're forced to have some bathtub scene with Amy Adams where she's disassociated and not sleeping and it's yeah. like it's just it's you it, you're almost there i totally hear what you're saying you could almost care about this uh real world situation these real world characters but it's not quite there and the disconnect is definitely mm, off-putting because of the 
story nocturnal animals of the book like for me like that is the most like thrilling part of the movie i can't agree more yeah so it it's like add more or take it all the way away you know, that's to, to how the I Amy feel Adams it. story. Exactly. That's kind of how I feel about it because it just, just, it just doesn't feel warranted. And like the end, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too far into it. Yeah. We'll get spoilers in a little bit, but you have a problem with the end though. I, I do. I have okay. a problem with like, that's I the thing. I like, the, I do like the movie. I like a lot of aspects about it. I love, I think the acting is fantastic. Um, Agreed. from certain act, like from certain actors, I just wish there was more. And it definitely does feel like a book, you know what I mean? Like, there's because, like, there's not a lot of dialogue between all of the characters. Like, you're having to infer and, like, deep, like, search deeper into, like, how they're very, they choose how they, like, use their words. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're very choosy. But it doesn't feel over focused where you have to like hyper analyze like i feel like the analysis of what they're doing when they're not talking comes really naturally if you're watching the movie you know it's not mm-hmm. like a hard watch no. in that sense yeah no i would agree with you you have another question <laughs> i'm sorry i feel like i'm just gonna keep ranting and i don't want to <laughs> no, it's just it's interesting i don't want to be the contrarian because there's a lot to say about the ending there's some things i wanted to bring up but we're not there yet yeah We'll yeah, bring we'll something definitely. else up. I know you got another question yeah, in there. Let's sneak us up with another question. Let's go on a different train of thought. <laughs> well, maybe we can give this movie some praise. I, I absolutely want to give on the actors. Okay, yeah. And well, the what's awards going on? Got. So, uh, it was nominated for three Golden Globes and one Oscar. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson was the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Absolutely. Because of this movie. Yeah, he killed it. So, if he not was my favorite actor in the movie. Uh, Michael Shannon was nominated for an Oscar as Best Supporting Actor. Ooh, yeah. Also killed it. And then Tom Ford was nominated for two Golden Globes. And he was the director and writer, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Also, the guy who wrote the book was the other writer. Awesome. Oh, oh, that's fucking cool. He was involved with the movie. Yeah, so the book So he helped write the screenplay? No, uh, Tom Ford did the screenwriting. The uh, writing was actually done by the author. Gotcha. That's why, uh, did you know that his book isn't called Nocturnal Animals? So he chose to name that Nocturnal Animals. That's why the movie's called that. Huh. I wonder, because you were saying before we started, the the book came out in like 98, right? Nin- uh, 96 or 98? 93, I 93. Think. Let me check my paper. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Oh, the sound effect, do that closer to the mic next time. <laughs> yeah, get the ASMR in That good Foley. Uh, Dude, I can't even find it. That's all right. Early '90s, it came out, and then this movie was made in 2016. So I find it interesting that it took so long to kind of come onto someone's radar. And I do wonder why they made it like the books were a secondary. The book was like supposed to be a secondary plot to the real world, but in my mind, as the viewer, it was the primary plot. Like that was what I wanted it on. The book. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's that. Like that's what. Uh, that's why I wish it was just kind of like that revenge movie. Yeah. No, I definitely hear you. And agree. Yeah, it is 93. I found it finally. Oh, okay. Yeah, they waited a minute. Uh, interesting thing I found about Tom Ford is he's actually like also a full-time fashion designer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, same Tom Ford? Fashion designer Tom Ford did this movie? It's the same yeah, he's guy? Yeah, like a full-time fashion designer. 
Yeah, wait, and what you know the what's fuck? funny is they made an emphasis on this movie that none of the costumes were by Tom Ford because he didn't want to be cheap and sell his own product. Damn. That is very interesting. He let all That's the costume cool. design yeah. be by the costume designer that he hired. That is he so didn't cool. Involve himself in it at all. I don't even. I didn't. I don't know who Tom Ford is, the fashion designer. But you seem pretty taken aback. By yeah, that. that's really interesting and shocking and really cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. This is his uh, second movie that he's both written and directed. Uh, his first one is called A Single Man in two thousand nine. Interesting. I'd like to see that potentially. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> So, alright, what else? I feel like that sheet is full of hot dialogue, and I need you to... Yeah, I need you to spit some hot Yeah. Fire. There's so many words on that Bring paper. Bring some hot takes to the scene. Uh, okay. I want to hear your opinion. So, I put down one question, which was, how much blame does the cop who passed them on the highway get overall? Okay. Oh, wow. So, I guess to catch anyone listening up, there's a scene... Um, are we going into spoilers? How long yeah. have we been into this? Yeah. Yeah, it's time. We've been doing this like 15 minutes. Yeah, All time right, for spoilers. We're entering spoilers. This is where the spicy dialogue is going to start up. Spoiler zone. Can't be vague anymore. Okay. Getting you guys up to speed. Um, you asked how responsible is the cop that you're yeah. by? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the book Nocturnal Animals, we have Jake Gyllenhaal... His wife is La Fisher and their like teenage daughter in the car and they're like in West Texas driving. Get so ran John off. Hall's got a beard looking real good. Yeah, having a full beard, having that lumberjack look. Um, and they get like basically ran off the road by these like psychos. And um, while they're ran off the road, like kind of early in it, because they're trying to get him to pull over, he doesn't want to pull over. It's a whole tension struggle scene. They finally pull over, and Jake Gyllenhaal's being a real puss this whole time, if you ask me. Which oh, I yeah. Hope He's we a get giant into, right? pussy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fucking rip this movie for Sick. him being such a pussy. But that was totally the character arc, which I kind <sighs> of love what a reaction okay. he got. Okay. I'll, say, I'll save my opinions until we get there. Okay. Continue All on. Right. Continue yeah. on. Yeah, continue. Okay, so... I don't want to get too off track. Um. Yeah, they get ran off the road... And they're being, like, tormented by these people, and they're kind of, like, escalating the situation, but in the most casual way. And so it's kind of hard to know if it's time to, like, intervene or whatever. So Jake Gyllenhaal takes the puss route. And um, while they're being tormented, this cop flies by on the highway with his lights on and doesn't even see them. But uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and his family, like, run out. like, hauling ass at this cop in the middle of the road. Screaming, screaming, stop, hey, help. And, and all their southern accents. Yeah. It's clearly cops, an accident. Yeah, like, the cop's not going to see them. Like, the he's lights, flying. other cars were on, too. I feel like the cop would have been able to see somebody. Most definitely. He would. He 100% saw them and decided not to stop. I, you think he saw them run into the street and I wave? I think so. I don't know. In the very beginning, I was wondering if these people were, like, in on it with the cops. That's how certain I was that the cops saw it. Really? That's how, like, it felt because I'm like, how did they, how did he not do that? Yeah. And then the story just did, just glossed over it. I'm so surprised to hear that. I totally felt like he was driving so fast, obviously, to another call. His sirens were on. And it's a dark night, and he's flying, and... I feel like there were enough people on that road, and there were lights on. Dude. Like, there were lights on, Yeah. 
hitting the road. Like, I feel like somebody would have seen, like, even him, would've, he would should have seen that. Yeah, in the mirror, glance over, no. And yeah. why, <laughs> like, my not to be a nitpicky asshole. Sometimes but, like, you gotta be. But sometimes you gotta be. We were talking about this earlier. Why didn't Jake Gyllenhaal say, like, why wasn't one Here, of his I questions? Got, I, got, I got the question. Why didn't Tony fight harder for his family? So Tony is Jake Gyllenhaal in the book. Yes. FYI. Um, and Edward is him he didn't in real world. Do enough. Not by Tony didn't shot. do shit. Ten thousand things. Anything. I'm glad we all agree. Somebody make this sound okay, articulate. Look, listen, okay, check it out. They're on the road, right? They're driving to where they're going. I remember him saying something like that. I don't give a fuck where they were going before that because it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And as they're driving down the highway, they see two cars right next to each other they on a two-lane highway. Yeah, no uh, signal. No obviously. signal. And there's two cars right next to each other. You're not able to pass either of them on a two-lane highway in the middle of Texas. No one is anywhere. They honk their horn. One person gets out of the way. Jake Gyllenhaal goes around him. And then his daughter flips off the guys that were being assholes. Uh, the guy from Kick-Ass didn't take too fucking kindly to that, speeds the fuck up, goes and starts telling Jake Gyllenhaal he's a pussy, like, calling him out of his name, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, oh, gee whiz, man, these guys are kind of crazy, can you, can you get the cops on the phone? Get the license plate number, what the heck's going on here? You know, instead of, you know, speeding up, or stopping, or doing anything. Yeah, doing literally anything. Driving the speed limit. He just sell it. The daughter, don't look at him, honey. Don't look at him, honey. I don't care if they're rubbing their crotches against the window. I don't care if that guy's jerking off right now. Don't look at him. This is just natural behavior. We just got to drive through this. I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. And this is the start of where we see his character arc tied in with Edward, I feel like, because... That is absolutely tied in with Edward. Edward's whole thing is, like, he's weak, according to Amy Adams and her mom in the well, movie. Well, we should also mention that Jake Gyllenhaal plays both Tony and Edward. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was a good call because it would have jarred me to see a book him and a real life him for some reason. Try to get some Jake Gyllenhaal lookalike. Yeah, I needed it to be Jake Gyllenhaal. Unless they were going to get Jared Leto, maybe I'd take oh. That's Why was I thinking Jared Leto <laughs> too? Like the only other person that could like be that, no. like in that weird niche. Absolutely. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, I looked this up in the research. The reason he's portrayed by them is because... In her mind, uh, Susan, Amy Adams' character, imagines the main character as Edward. That's I why he's Edward. I love that kind okay. of... Okay, so yeah, that totally makes sense. That's and, really cool. And because earlier in the... Or at some point in the movie, she says, maybe you should try writing about something other than yourself. So I think it's really interesting that she, in the end, See, pictured him as him. Yeah, so if it's her, that's her imagining him as the main character. That's a lot more interesting and more... In, like integral to like what her character like goes through in this movie so i appreciate that That's i will give cool. that a thumbs up because the way i was thinking about it was she did say you need to write about somebody other than yourself like you like maybe you should write about somebody other mm -hmm. than yourself and he immediately was a huge defensive pussy about everything like what you don't like what i write yeah what the fuck like i wanted to write that for you and i wanted you to like it and she's like well, calm down now and she's like you know what you're sad <laughs> like it's like this big fucking blow up moment. So I just thought that was him still inserting himself in. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I just thought that was still him inserting himself into his own literature as opposed to her envisioning it. 
Yeah, I guess I thought the same thing was implied, so I like that. That's cool. I I thought... I wrote this down, but it didn't really surprise me, because that's kind of what I thought it was, too. But, yeah. Oh, you thought that it was no, her I, depiction of him? Or you were saying, like, No, like, saying? that's... I looked up the trivia on IMDb, <laughs> and uh, now this is what was told by, like, the writer. That's Tom really cool. Ford, I like yeah. it. Director. Yeah, I prefer that mindset as opposed Definitely. to the one that I've had. Definitely. Because my mindset, this whole movie is... Fuck Edward slash Tony sucks. Yeah, you weak little bitch. But great acting from Jake Gyllenhaal. Always. Banging it out, as always. He's such a good actor. I can't hate him. Yeah, I just hate the character. I don't like the way he's written. It's awful. But him being so awful is sort of what drives the whole plot. I feel like, but Jake Gyllenhaal would never. You know what I mean? Like, Jake Gyllenhaal's not the person to play that pussy. Like, yeah. (laughs) Certainly not. I have a really hard time with that. Uh, Wrapping your mind around Gyllenhaal not being noble. Like, I really, you think he's not throwing hands for like the yeah, honor of his wife and child? They they start kidnapping the fucking oh, wife yeah, and back, kid. Yeah, getting back to the scene where they're on the road, they fucking cur, they swerve off and hit them. Yeah, they run off the road. Force yeah. them off the road on the side of the road. Oh wait, no, because it's important. They made sure that Jake Gyllenhaal hit their bumper first. Oh yeah, he forced he was, the rear end. And he's stage. like, and then he was like, yeah, pull over. Yeah, we, we were just in an accident. You're trying to leave the scene of the crime of an accident. Pull over. And he's like, Dagum, I do love the law. I guess yeah. I should pull over. It's okay. Uh, India was that his daughter's name? Is yeah, India, right. Weird name. I think it's cool. It was cool. But she was... Uh, they Oh, the way he wrote... I hate the... The mom. I thought the Isla Fisher was... Um, so necessary to be written that way because she was cranking up the intensity of the scene. Oh, my God. Everything her panic was, was making me panic. Her panic was boiling everything. It was so bad. But she was right. Yeah, she was right. She the was right. Time. Oh, 100% she was right. Dude, I would have been the same way. Yeah, like, get away from my car. Don't be coming up I, on my car. Like, Dude, well, first things first. Never would have pulled over. Yeah. Never would have allowed myself to be pulled over. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that was crazy. And I'm sorry, you're in West Texas. Where's your gun? For the sake of the book, yeah, you don't have one. Yeah. But sorry. Come on. Yeah. I like, don't know. What are you doing, bro? But yeah, again, that's his whole arc. So you Look, can't I just it. watched you can't Training Day. I've seen Ethan Hawke I'm take on hyped two crackheads. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm hyped up. I just watched Training Day. You're not taking my wife and daughter. It's I'm not happening. Up on justice. <laughs> <laughs> dude, on street that. justice. <laughs> He's so weak, dude. Even after his wife and go- daughter get taken, he allows himself to be forced back into a car that isn't his. Oh, my God. And then he forces him to drive... Then he has no weapon in his hands. He doesn't have a knife. He doesn't have a gun. He has. He's literally just sitting in the passenger seat telling him where to drive. He drives him to the end of the road and makes him get out and gets in and drives away. Oh, yeah. And that scene was so sickening because he's driving down this road thinking he's maybe going to go get his wife and kids. And as we're watching the movie, I remember... Oh, but the... It was the... It was not the kick-ass guy who drove him. It was the no, kick-ass guy. No, it was some friend. other was weird Lou. haircut. Lou. Lou. Yeah. Lou. Yeah, Lou. Ju- and little Jufro. Lou was like, yeah, no weapons, nothing, but it's this scene where we're seeing it escalate so casually. That's and, the, um, I like the way you describe it. Because it's not like they're like 
like pulling out guns, like gun to your head, screaming in their face. They're doing little by little. Hey, we're changing your fucking tire. We're helping you out. And then they're like, get your wife and kid out of the car before they kidnap them. Like we got to lift the car. Yeah. You think we're supposed to lift your family too? get them out. Like get them out of the car. We're fixing your tire, bud. Even though, you know, we ran you off the road. Just lift the car. Yeah. Yeah. Hall's like, oh, dad, you're right. It was so stupid and messy, but like because it was being so slowly escalated and they were gaslighting the shit gaslighting out of the motherfucking piss out of them dude and making him look like a beta cuck in front of his wife and he naturally was a beta cuck he, he was he terrible. did he just let it all happen dude yeah which literally made every like at any point he could have said don't get out of the car he could have allowed himself not to be pulled over he could have literally driven like, on the rim yeah. There was no gun. There was no anything. Yeah, You're just definitely. intimidated by three guys? Drive. Yeah, just go, dude. They're like, people. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just he didn't do anything. And at the very end, he finally started, like, struggling. And he was being held back most of this time by at least one person. Like, they kind of, like, separated him. And the family. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and then... They just, like, there wasn't really a lot of physical violence. There was one point when there was physical violence, and it was when the guy started approaching his daughter, and he was being all rapey as shit. Oh, and, like, picking her up and being a weirdo? Yeah. yeah. And then he, he, like, punched one dude, and then they fucking jumped him and kicked the shit out of him. He's like, you need a napkin? You gotta cry because you got a broken nose? You need to get you tissue? You fucking (laughs) idiot? Just no, try, I'm just trying to molest your daughter. What's yeah. up, man? Chill What's out. What's the big deal? Relax. We're just trying to help That's you out. That's the only time right. he did anything. And that was over so fast. And then he just allowed it to continue. Like, I would not be stopping. Like, are you kidding me? Not at all. But I feel like, yeah, everyone thinks they wouldn't do that. But how this situation was going, like, these guys were doing something. And then be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? It's not like that. Relax. And acting like he was being crazy. And he was totally like, <laughs> dude, but are you going for it? it? <laughs> they were the ones They're like, crazy. you're sitting there like, yeah, they would, they are doing what I would do in this situation. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but would you fall for that crazy act? I'd be like, no. dog, chill the, f- I'd hit him with the same act. Like, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Like you're the one that's like grabbing my family. And stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mister. I'm sorry. I did that to you. Like, like dog, literally chill out what are you talking about nothing like little it was very frustrating to watch but then i feel like it made his breakdown his emotional breakdown later where he has like his crucial crying i should have stopped him to this vigilante cop you know we see him break down and it's so raw and so real and it's like yeah you should have fucking stopped him and you know that yeah like and it was like visceral it was but like does he achieve anything after that does he no like he doesn't i still think he gets fucking cocked the rest of the movie like the whole rest of the movie yeah the whole rest of the movie he doesn't have he doesn't have development he we basically see michael shannon dragging him behind him for this vigilante justice to get the killers that aren't going to be prosecuted explain who michael shannon's character is oh yeah oh yeah michael shannon is playing this like west texas sheriff who like means business? Skinny Dallas Buyers thinks like skinny Dallas Buyers yeah. Club. Michael uh, or uh, it's Matthew McConaughey, and he has lung cancer, so Sheriff he's got Andes. nothing That's to his lose. A and D S Sheriff Andes, like Bob Andes, yeah. Bob Andes Mints. and so yeah, and so yeah, when uh 
one of the guys isn't going to get prosecuted and another one isn't either. They decide, like, vigilante justice time, like, time to step up. And he starts encouraging Jake Gyllenhaal's character to, like... Man up. Man up. Like, these people raped and killed your family. Why and am I scene, doing the work, dog? That scene where he found the family. Oh, on the oh, red sofa alert. Uh, so, this movie is very <laughs> color-driven because Tom Ford is a fashion designer. That's cool. And so, like, green means bad. Everything that was green in this movie was bad. Uh, really? The dress he wore at the very end was green. Oh. Um, that was purple. Yeah. The that car they drove good. away in both times was green. Um, God, the boots that uh, freaking Ray Cyrus, uh, Taylor, Aaron Johnson. Oh, yep, yeah, they were green. They I were noticed green. that. I was like, man, wow. interesting. Really? I didn't say that ever happens in the movie is green. Wow. And this red sofa is iconic because it's the same red sofa Amy Adams was sitting on when yes. she criticized him about the book. Yes, in the house when they're having the flashback to the 20s oh, and she goes right fuck. about something else. She was on this beautiful red velvet old sofa and that's where Jake Gyllenhaal finds his wife and daughter's body with uh, Michael Shannon and it was so emotional and heavy, you know? They're wrapped Strange. in each other's arms and he's sobbing and he goes... Are they okay? Like, and they're not okay. They're straight. No, they're dead. But he's in shock. And I was, well, the first and second time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, he's in shock. That's so painful. And you guys totally took me out of it. You go, what the fuck? Is he stupid? When he yeah. said that, I was like, huh? It was, I didn't realize at the time, but like, I don't like his character. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't sympathize They're fucking dead because of you, son. Like, if like, I agree. Look, dude, if, uh, me and Jelly were talking, and and prisoners. We were talking about how like a kid should have died. Kid should have died in that movie. Absolutely. Kid should have died in that movie. There's okay. no consequences. That's all I'm. That's prisoners. all I'm saying. We don't have to get any more into that. But like, imagine if like Hugh Jackman saw his kid in Prisoners and mm-hmm. went, "Is she okay?" Just like how Jake Gyllenhaal did. I'd break down immediately. I'd be like, "Fuck that!" I feel like that's far more warranted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your guys's adverse reaction to it shocked me. Because I, I don't like him. He's a pussy, bro. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. You like, sound like such alpha chads right now, but like it's I just killed that's him. Not, I beat killed him. It's not alpha chad. That's survival. That's everyone thinks wh- they would do the most in that situation. That's all I got to say. Is everyone think wants to think oh, that they I'm would sh- fight? I'm sure, like. I feel like, it, but any sort of, like, if it gets to that point, he didn't even go down fighting. That was the issue. Yeah. That was the issue. And then, when, could somebody please articulate the scene after they drop him off in the middle of the desert? He literally just starts walking. Or, sorry, no, he actually stays there, but he hides behind rocks. Because they told him, stay here if you want to see your daughter again. And your wife and daughter again. And so, he stays there. But he hides behind a rock. They come back, uh, him and freaking Ray Cyrus, uh, and they're freaking like looking for him. And he's hiding nearby, and they're like, fuck, man, you let him get away. And then they drive off. And they yell. Oh, they're like, miss, they're saying, yeah, mister, mister, your, your wife, wife and wants kids you. want to see you. Yeah, and they're saying like they're asking for him, which might be a trap. Probably the it's trap. Not, what it do was you, a trap. What are you guys, you going? Oh, it's totally a trap. You going or are you hiding no. in those rocks? No, I'm gonna. I mean, I was saying, I was like, 
I said some stupid shit. I was like, I took a rock and I like throw it, like make sure like they no, hear it. No, I was there. on your wave. Like I said, distract them, then jump get in, in the, the car, car and do escape. something. Like <laughs> kill them. Like get what a, do you think? hit them with something. They're no, I click- agree. Just one hundred percent. Don't get taken by them. Like Cry? Don't, yeah, don't fucking <laughs> lose if you're gonna fight. I'm like, if you're gonna do something, like friggin' do it or or like. Like Honestly, hiding? he should have had done been doing something. You know, he what I'm never did. He missed every chance. That's you what have I'm saying. Even in. in the end, he didn't do anything. He went to the, he walked a long ass time until he got to uh, town. Yeah. Walked through some fucking chicken wire, hitchhiked down the goddamn road. Nobody would pick him up. Landed at this nasty little grubby house, and yeah. then they let him in and to call the cops. And we get this. Annoying. It's nine o'clock. Nope, it's not nine o'clock. Seven thirty. Interesting. Maybe James off early. <laughs> we get That's the owner of our apartment. <laughs> we get this like really interesting, beautiful, sad scene where we see Jake Gyllenhaal in the hotel right after he talks to the cops, files the report, and he's like, "We'll call you." Where he's just sitting and laying oh. and thinking, and we see him in the bathroom, and it's like this beautifully lit chiseled sad greek god shape and the light's coming down on him and he's just so sad and broken and just naked on this bathtub and it's far too yoked yeah it was like this vulnerable hot sad jake gyllenhaal's family's murdered moment and i was like yeah this is the content i like to see yep yeah movie to kill yourself too absolutely oh all right so (laughs) That's our brand. That's our the whole thing. We <laughs> encourage it. So if you're gonna do the rest of the movie, it's it pretty much goes from there. Uh, a lot of time passes. They said in the time when they told him before he went to the motel is that this can take years, and sometimes these guys never get caught, and sometimes there's just no evidence. And then so like like I don't know how many years pass, but I years assume pass. It's like a year. And then he gets a call to come back. By new guy, Bobby Andes, a sheriff Andes, played by Michael Shannon, calls him back. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, we had a crime. There was a holdup. One guy got shot. We took the other guy in. Uh, he made him pick him out of a lineup. He picked him out perfectly. It was obviously Lou. Oh, my. Yeah, the guy who dropped him off in the middle of the Ooh, desert. that scene was oh. so tense with Michael Shannon up in his face, dude. With his dude, Michael Shannon cared more about... Jake Gyllenhaal's family than he did. Yeah, literally. My man was ready to fucking buck up with anybody. And he's looking like Matthew McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club. Like, skinny. Yeah, he's looking withered. He's dying of lung cancer. Like, and he's ready to go. He's ready to kill. He's like, like, what? He's kind of gaslighting him, too. He's like, you don't know nothing about that. What? Come on. Like... His, his style of, like, the way he was talking to them, he was just so funny. Yeah, he was definitely giving them the verbal word. He was kick-flipping on verbal, <laughs> yeah. He was giving that verbal kick-flip yeah. action. Anyway, picks him out of the lineup. Then they take him in for uh, involuntary questioning is what they literally said. Yeah. Like, a little bit of involuntary questioning. I like it out here better. And they're just driving. And he, like, starts, like, putting the gun in his face and shit and saying, like, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. I know you... <laughs> Seeing this guy, and then eventually, I think they like. Oh yeah, because he goes, kick ass guy goes. Who is this guy? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, I I thought we were still talking about the other guy in the 
in the no, we're police in the station. Now, we're right? in the car now. We're talking about the car. Well, I wasn't at that moment, but <laughs> wait, what are we talking about in the car or the police station right now? No, no, we're in a car because yeah, right. took him out for involuntary questioning. Exactly. This is when they have him in the back seat, and he goes, "You recognize this man?" He goes, "Who's this guy?" No, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's yeah. where we're at. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there was just like a time skip. Like we finished talking about the police station scene, and, I and you immediately <laughs> got right into that. And I just feel like there was a lapse of time. I, just feel like I, I think I just had a seizure. Does anybody smell toast? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm I'm violently high. I don't dude, know I am too. This lack of circulation's got me elevated. I know. But yeah. So anyway. Hits him with the who is this guy? He's pretending he doesn't even <laughs> recognize the man whose wife he murdered. Like, his daughter he murdered. Tony, why don't you turn around and show him who you are? Yeah. It was intense. Why don't you show him what he did to your kids? <laughs> yeah, but then I'm having trouble remembering. Help me out. So yeah, like he's he's putting the gun in his face. He's like, We know what you did. He's like, You don't know this guy? You don't know this guy? Come on, you don't know this guy. You really don't know him. And he finally pulls over. He turns around and he hits him with. Uh, he's like, he's like, that's Tony. Tell him what. I, tell him about everything, Tony. And he gets into like how this guy he goes, brutally murdered and last races. summer on the interstate. Blah blah blah. He has this whole speech that's so cold. No, yeah, like very. it's just the fact. Like he's memorized it. Like he's memorized it down. Anything. And he's like, anything else, Tony's like, yes, sir. And like he keeps going. Mm-hmm. Like he's very much like. They yeah, play here's off the each facts. other here's so the, well. Yeah, their chemistry is great. Like, really, really intense. And then fucking kick-ass kid is just, like, sitting there, like... Just <laughs> denying it. Like, giggling. And he's just like, I've never seen this guy in my entire life. Yeah, who the fuck are you? He probably is. genuinely did forget who he was. Who is this guy? I don't think he did. How do you forget? Dude? But apparently... No, remember, later in the movie, he's like, clearly this guy's not going to break me. You saw that well, last He remembers what he does. He probably just doesn't remember the guy. I don't think that's the case. I think the guy's just a good liar and is punking this pussy. Like yeah. he's like, he just knows he can keep doing it. Yeah, I'll just like basically yeah. just keep going. Like it's terrible. I don't know. He no. literally bullies him. He literally bullies Jake Gyllenhaal the rest of the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. He literally he gets the drop on this guy three more times in the movie. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, let's just go over to the very end. Let's go. Let's start it off. Okay, with- can we? Can we break away from Nocturnal Animals, the book, for a little while and talk and about how brutally our... uninteresting the other plotline is? The whole plotline is just Army Hammer, who's Amy Adams' husband, before he got exposed for all of his cannibal-esque acts. In real life. In real, real life. Yeah. Like, our life. <laughs> <laughs> like, our, like... Like, like us right now, life. <laughs> Army Hammer's a cannibal. And so, yeah, he's playing the cheating husband. And basically, Amy Adams is just sitting there being quietly remorseful of losing Edward, a.k.a. real-life Jake Gyllenhaal. Her first husband from when she was in graduate school. Who she left because he wasn't doing enough financially, just like her mother always said. And now she's turning into her mother. And I have the just same. Just like your mother. They have the same sad eyes. Yeah, oh. that was his line. That yeah. was a weird thing to say. Oh, you know, I just, I just love you. you. Y'all just got the same sad eyes, and I love them. Oh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's got an accent the whole movie. Yeah, he's Texas. a Texas yeah. man. It's, good. it's a good one. It is a good one. It suits him. Yeah, I can see it working for him. <laughs> yeah, it's just... But, so yeah, so that's 
her plot. She's reading his book and just slowly falling back in love with him while her current husband, Army Hammer, is in New York cheating on her. What she finds out about. And on some classic rich person shit, defeated person shit, here's the woman in the background of the elevator with her husband and decides to say nothing. Yeah, and she's yeah. just like, all right, good night. And yeah, then goes no. to sleep. And, or doesn't go to sleep because she's a nocturnal animal. Jake Gyllenhaal said that in real life to her. Yeah, that's that, why the book's called that's Nocturnal her nickname. Animals. And that's why he sent it to her and it's dedicated to her. By the way, it's Four dedicated season. to her. I'd be kind of weirded out if someone wrote this book and dedicated it to me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd be fucking honored if someone wrote this book. For my, me. If it was my ex-husband I'd specifically, marry yeah. I'm disturbed. I'm picking up on all of this You're stuff. You're thinking here. about me getting raped and killed when our daughter, my daughter, not even our daughter. Yeah, but Because she we, aborted yeah, that's why. Edward's daughter and then was found by Edward being consoled by Army Hammer. Yeah. Well, she, she was doing him by then. Oh, yeah, yeah, they absolutely. were banging. And then it's presumed that what her real life daughter is between her and Army. Yeah, it is. I would assume so. That is. is there. Bogus, dude. She gets what she gets. Oh, but I do like that shot where her real life daughter is like it's that shot sideways. In the bed, like in the, the couch. Bed. Yeah, in the yeah. bed and she's laid exactly like how the daughter was on the couch, but in this in this light it's like her and her boyfriend laying in bed. Yeah, and they're kind of cradled the same way that in the book Nocturnal Animals, the daughter and the mom were. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff about this movie. The imagery's beautiful. You know, super great. Hmm. In the book, uh, she never had a baby. With to, she never aborted a baby. There was no baby in the book. Really? I yeah. wonder why they added it. Tom Ford was like, it "They was had to that." Add and the guy was like, depth. Okay. <laughs> "Yeah." He, he literally said it was to add character depth to someone because he was so boring. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty boring. Yeah. yeah. He kind of was... Love, love, Great actor, but my least favorite character in almost in the entire movie was... Edward? Jake, yeah, absolutely. Edward or Tony? Well, Tony, because Ed, well, Edward they're the too, they're person. the same person. They're, they're the exact same. They're two colossal, humongous, Weak whiny... Babies. Like... Babies. Babies, bro. Baby buttholes. Baby buttholes. Buttholes. Like, remember whenever fucking he's showing Amy at Edward, not Tony. We're off of Nocturnal Animals, the book, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Edward is uh, hits uh, Amy Adams with, like, the newest, like, his newest, like, little thing he's writing. She reads it, and she's trying to give him nice, constructive criticism. She's like, I think you might want to take a look at writing something other than yourself. Oh, and their 20s flashback. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, young, newlyweds. Yeah, like, maybe you shouldn't write about yourself. And he's like... What I shouldn't write about myself? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an author. All authors do that. Like, and he just starts like complaining and being super shitty, and like starts coming at her neck too. Yeah, he was pretty uncool about it. It was super unwarranted. Yeah, and I mean, like, we see her grow so tired of him as we see their flashbacks through their marriage, like them going from being really close to turning into exactly. You know, what her plot, or her arc is, is just becoming how her mother was, materialistic, and... Yeah. You know... She's obsessed with success. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think she was wrong. She was like, so what do you want to do with your life? Just work in a bookstore and write a novel? Like, kind of, yeah, like, what else is the plan, dude? Like, one book and you're good? Like, what's your ascension plan? Yeah, what you doing next? Yeah. He's, like, continuing to write for the rest of his life. Like, that's his thing. Until he makes enough sales and he goes float. 
Yeah, I'm feeling like he needs a more constructive plan than that. Feels a little loose, and I totally got where she was coming from, and it was like his own insecurities, like, attacked her. It was a fair question to ask, like, what's your career plan? Yeah, I agree. It's I agree. He's just, he just doesn't know how to react to anything. Yeah, sensitive. But I also feel like she's not cool either in this situation. I kind of hate her, too. The the way I would like, I agree with her. I mean, and he no, wasn't really doing shit. No, not at all. But like, I just she's, I just don't like her attitude about like like the way like you saw like her mom actually seeping into her. It was very clear like she was becoming kind of like her mom. And what was I don't know. I think it maybe is like my own like mommy issues blasting through. It was like painful <laughs> to watch her be self aware. That she was doing things that mirrored her mom. Because yeah. it was like she knew but couldn't stop it. Like so it you was felt for her. Yeah, because sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm not trying to be, like, carrying on these, like, toxic behaviors and see myself just doing them like a knee jerk. I'm like, no, like, that is not, like, how I'm going to be. So seeing her, like, struggle with doing these things she didn't want to do, I was like, felt her on that one. Okay. I see that and I feel that more so than the way I was perceiving it. Mm-hmm. Uh... What were you thinking about it? She was just, like, just turning into her mom, like, cognizantly, like, not even giving a fuck, just whatever. Just oh, like, no, happened. I felt like there was a, such an internal struggle about it. Well, I also had a hard time considering they're all, like, 40-something-year-old actors barely wearing any young age makeup or anything <laughs> trying to play 20-year-olds. So I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, wait. I was like, at first I was like, wait, she didn't already meet Jake Gyllenhaal for dinner on Wednesday? Wait, this is a flashback? They're, they're talking, like, they're at dinner right now talking about shit. Like, That's that would be relevant in their 40s, I feel. Like, that moment while they were having dinner yeah. totally passed over me. That was their first time, like, going out to dinner and, like, falling in love. That's weird because we watched them meet. Oh, you're saying, so, okay, I, I'm, like, just catching up to everything. I, like, it's, it's exactly, like, how it would be, like, if they met when they were, like, 40 years old. Yeah. So, I'm, like, I thought they had already met. Yeah, they didn't change your hair. They didn't change their ages. Like, exactly. Yeah, so, so, why right. do I, like, it was fucking me up, this whole movie. I'm, like, okay, obviously, this is all the 20-year-old stuff once I figured out, like, she's yeah. still just, like, an older, mean gallery owner just being <laughs> herself. Not sleeping. Yeah, they so should have done something with the hair to that tell me what phone. everything was. Broke that bitch's phone because she saw uh, Kick-Ass's face in yeah. the, the baby monitor. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I just saw her, like, as not, like, a super, like, great character. She was definitely, I'd even say, not a, even a good secondary character. Thank which you. is hard because Amy Adams is awesome, and I just feel like maybe the role wasn't everything it could have been, and the story wasn't everything it could have been, because I like her a lot. She got top billing. Really? Yeah, it was... Why? I was made as the main character, was Amy. What? Ew. Why? It's it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's definitely him, and then Michael Shannon, maybe. Yeah, and then Kick-Ass. No, Kick-Ass is for... Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is fourth billing. I'd say Kick-Ass and Amy Adams are kind of around the same level of relevance. Yeah, but I would say Amy Adams has, like, higher name presence, so she would probably get third billing, whereas Kick-Ass guy would get fourth. Yeah. And Kick-Ass. Whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, fucking... You know, the way I feel about this movie, I kind of just came up with this because I'm really smart. <laughs> okay, um, go. The way I kind of feel... Uh, how I feel about some of the characters in this movie 
is like how I feel about John C. Riley, and we need to talk about Kevin. Oh because you're so right. Because he's such a nothing character, and for most of the time, you're like, yeah, sure, he's a plot device right now. Let's get through this part yeah. where Kevin has to talk to him. But I feel like whereas we need to talk about Kevin had uh, uh, Ezra Miller and Tilda Swinton doing their thing and having their whole portion of the movie, that was a lot stronger in my mind than the rest of Nocturnal Animals when you're looking at every other side character. Like, every other side character in that movie is awful. Who cares? I totally agree. I wonder why they chose to make it a book within the movie, you know? I'm, like, really wondering what that was all about. Do you know? That's how he wrote the book. He wrote the book to be a book within a movie? Yeah. I wish they're not within a movie. Yeah, no, but... He wrote it as in the main character is reading the book that another character sent her. Yeah. So a book within a book. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's different. It's cool. I just could have could have just taken it I just it don't feel like it was executed executed as well as it could have been. It, it's all and that all of that relies on how almost none of it is associated with what's going on in Amy Adams' life in the movie. Like, almost nothing other than the fact that Tony in this scenario is Edward, and that's it, and she just wants to read it. Yeah. That's all it is. That's how it feels to me. Man, I feel like we are trashing this movie. And it, anyway, no, let's let's kind of get back to, like, let's finish this movie up. Cause we're yeah, at, let's we're, close the two endings up, because we're about at the same spot. Okay, yeah. Anyway, so let's let's kind of skip the juicy bit, so... Basically, uh, Ray Cyrus, I think is his character's name, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, uh, gets off, but he goes and immediately gets drunk at a bar, and then, in the meanwhile, Michael Shannon's character and Jake Gyllenhaal's character have a talk, and he's like, I'm dying of lung cancer, I'm willing to go, like, all the way with you and see justice done, even if it's illegal, and he's like, are you in? And he's like, Yeah. And so, as soon as he gets out of the bar, they go, and they bring him in the car, and then they drive him the thing. The whole time, they're talking about how he's done for, and he's, like, making excuses. You know, you can't do this, you're cops. Uh, they get there, uh, and then he's, like, still pointing the gun at him. They bring in Lou, which is the other surviving member, uh, and then they're both just there. And then Michael Shannon's going to tie them up, so he gives the gun to uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, just to keep them there. Yeah. And then they both take off in like opposite directions, right? So Michael Shannon friggin' hands him a gun that he has as a spare. And then he tells him, like, go chase him down. As if he's gonna fucking do anything with the gun. But oh, oh know? yeah. Before he, before he goes and runs off to get Lou, he pops. Uh, uh, he pops Lou. Oh, he pops Lou. Uh, he kills Lou, shoots him in the head. Michael Shannon. Chest, right? shot he him like through the back. He was running away and he shot him through the back in his chest. He went down and then he finished him off with a headshot. Yeah, and then sent Jake Gyllenhaal to go get uh, Billy yeah, Ray. Yeah, they were right? going to go trap him. I yeah. personally felt robbed of how quickly Lou died. Yes, I thank you. I felt like you. he needed to be tortured and beaten and we, we got none of that. None of it. Law-abiding citizen did it. Prisoners. Prisoners was all of that. I love a good 
It's like have why to torture have for revenge. Torture for no I reason. I spit on your Shit. grave. Yeah, I spit on your grave is my classic torture revenge because it's like, what is more justified to prompt that torture? I can't tell you one thing more justified. Yeah. And I felt like we were robbed because we went on this journey of finding out about his family being sexually assaulted and murdered and grieving them with him, basically. And then we just get robbed of this, this like, beatdown. This was the moment where I was like, because we remember earlier when we were in the police station mm-hmm. and they were doing like whenever he pointed him out in the lineup or a different guy in the lineup. Mm-hmm. It was like beat his ass, yeah. beat his ass. Like the tension was through the roof. Oh my god, you wanted it so bad, yeah, and it would have been so justified. And then it didn't happen. You're like, okay, a uh, bit of a cock tease about to come. But that's like, kind of how it was feeling, bro. Like, what are you doing, dude? It was the worst. And then finally, we get to Billy Ray, or is that his name? Yeah, I think it's Ray Cyrus. Ray Cyrus. Call him Billy Ray. <laughs> Ray Cyrus. Well, same shit. <laughs> like, don't try. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if that's his actual name, but that's what I've been calling him. Oh well, yeah. You're not even Billy Ray. In the no, movie I think it's something life. Cyrus, but I don't know if it's. Oh my. Oh, or Ray. Who cares? I Anyways, kick ass. <laughs> Anyways, kick ass runs away and hides out in the pl- in the little rape den. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a- where they took the yeah. wife and daughter back to. Like this little house, this little house that's been established in the movie is like, uh, this is definitely where it happened. Yeah, they took like Prince from there and did all this crime scene shit. My man just went to go have a little sleepyhead nap right after getting <laughs> shot at and tied <laughs> he just up. He just went to go. <laughs> Just go take a little fucking sleepy. Like, it's right there. Why would they not check that place? They'll and never why catch was me it right there? Yeah, why did, Why was it so close? Yeah, not to be that guy, but what, what was that all about? That's what I'm saying, man. And so fucking Jake Gyllenhaal runs in. He's got the gun. And he points it at fucking kick-ass. And he's shirtless, taking his little sleepy head down. Looking awoken and surprised. Hey, man, what's going on in here, son? Still like, pretending not to know him. Who are you? Get out of my house. I live here. And he's fucking looking at him. He's like, dog, you think... And then he finally breaks character after asking, like, is the cop out there? And he's like, no, it's just me and you. He's like, we're the cops. He's like, they're on their way. They're not. And fucking, he calls him out on his bullshit, stands up, uh, has a crowbar underneath the pillow. He's punking Jake Gyllenhaal a third time. Yeah, third time. And he's just like, you know how it's fun to kill people. Yeah, and he talks about how he raped his wife and daughter on that bed. And then he goes, yeah, it goes off. I remember your, I remember, he's like, he was talking for so long about it. Dude, he was I don't, really bringing up all the It was really details. like he couldn't shoot him. And then at the very end when he saw the crowbar, because he literally didn't even like hide it really. He, he only had it behind his back for a little bit. And then he pulled it out. He shot him in the arm, I think, or like the shoulder. Yeah. And then he fucking, at the same time, he shot him again in the chest, like right in the heart. No, he shot him twice. Yeah, he got And then shots. he hit him. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, I'm right. dead I serious. I remember in that moment. And I went, because like, you went. He just got shot through the heart. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, it was crazy because, yeah, it should have been like an instant kill shot. I, I, I don't know. Maybe 
I'm feeling like the, the adrenaline. Yeah, I'm feeling like the adrenaline. I can get that final so hit. So he whacks Jake Gyllenhaal on his fucking helmet. Dude. Cracks I'm... that piece up. Yeah. <laughs> My man's laying there right until the morning. Got six bot flies chewing on his eyelids. Busted like his eye, dude. The effects on that eye. Who knows how rancid. long he's been out. Definitely has some form of concussion. His eye is definitely. It's like midday. Easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's dehydrated. Who knows when the last time he fucking ate or fucking drink and anything he goes out there he has the gun still the gun he gave him he's crawling along the desert kind of no wait he, he's, he's walking like, around yeah jake gyllenhaal is walking around with his sidearm oh. looking disheveled puts that shit in the air pops one off possibly to draw attention i'm assuming i think that was what it was and for. then falls and shoots himself in the stomach. <laughs> like, no, are you fucking no, kidding me? No, no, no. Watch this. No, it, he didn't shoot himself when he fell. He fell, and then he was trying to get up on his hands and knees, and he put the gun down like this, and he slipped sideways and shot himself in the stomach. Still, that's you a shoot still yourself. did it. Yeah, that's no, still like, you shot yourself. Yeah, you still son. just. Pulled like Literally. some rabbit from eight miles. No, I think that's even little Wayne circa like when he was circa thirteen. nine years old. Yeah, it was at nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Like, I just think that's <laughs> even worse. firearm safety. But yeah, no, and then it know, is even worse that it was an accident. But it's so typical for this fucking little pussy piece this, of shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this like stupid he doesn't fuck. even know how to handle firearms, dude. He's the this worst. This guy can't do shit. But uh, this is extremely important because. Of the ending. So, let's first go over the uh, ending with Amy Adams in real life. Oh, dude, who wants to... You want? You should take it. Okay, because I know you didn't really like the ending. I feel like this ending was... I could see what you feel is lacking, but I also like it. it I have I, some stuff to say. I think you'll change your mind after I have what I say. So, ending, we see... Basically, Amy Adams, it's the Tuesday night, they emailed back and forth. It's time for the dinner that her and Edward agreed to. She puts on this banging emerald green dress. Poison ivy. Yeah. Like, like, type shit. Looking beautiful. She's getting ready in the mirror. Takes her ring off. Yeah, takes her ring off, puts lipstick on, decides, no, too much, takes it off. So we see her feeling, like, excited and kind of alive and, like, ready to go and almost have, like, a date with her ex-husband. And... So it's this whole getting ready of the buildup. She gets there, orders a drink. He doesn't come. He's not coming. We hear Ditches footsteps. Think he's coming. He doesn't come. And we just see this go on and on. Her ice melts. She gets another drink. Yeah. How long are you staying? Like, I was telling him ice stay in com- 10 minutes. That fat ass ice cube. It was that one really big, like, yeah, giant square cube. ice cube. I'm telling you, that bitch melted. You have a cell phone. I'm waiting ten minutes, maybe twenty if you call with a hey, blah 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 blah. With a good excuse. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not waiting. And we're seeing like this nice wide shot where, uh, like, you're seeing like other couples just like slowly being taken out. Yeah, we're seeing like like, the restaurant like ebb and flow sort of, and her just sit there and him never come. And that's just the end. She gets ditched. And I thought that it was really perfect and bleak and beautiful and sad in its own way. Where it was like she fell sort of all in love with him again reading this book and seeing his potential sort of fulfilled to what she always saw. 
it could be and write this really disturbing story that she enjoyed and sort of moved her and she's excited to see him and wants to see him and go and be back there with him and then he just doesn't come and just leaves her in the worst of ways which is sort of what she exactly said earlier in the movie when she was explaining how she left her husband she said i left him like in a really bad way which we then see was her like cheating on him getting the abortion of his son or his baby i don't know if it was a son placeholder daughter yeah and then we see that sort of come full circle when he hurts her in his own really unique deep way at the end and it's sort of super justified but also really open-ended which i could see where problems people would have with it i'm gonna win for this one (laughs) what do you guys think so tom ford said that the ending was meant to be solely interpreted by the viewer so he left it open and there is no tom ford said it ended this way you gotta make up your own mind there's a popular theory okay that um, Edward didn't show because he killed himself. And this was his ultimate way of saying, fuck you. Um, so, in the end, when friggin' uh, Tony dies in the end, right? Because he shoots himself by accident. And then he bleeds out. And a lot of people were like, oh, he is the character. And he shot himself and he died. Interesting. And the book was like his one huge suicide note. Oh my god, my stomach like dropped. With I that. so that that can that makes that puts pieces that I wanted together this entire time together. I wanted to be die. deep, and there's the depth. There it is. Potentially. Well, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I like it. I'd and like to ponder. I'd like to ponder that and watch theory. it again. I'm gonna ponder it and give it another watch. A lot of people uh, poke holes in the theory and say a whole bunch of stuff, but it's still out there. A lot of people like. I that. like that theory. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Yeah, what else? Uh, the same thing as you. It was just a way of standing her up and saying, uh, now you're truly alone because she thought that they were going to be able to rekindle their connection. And now she truly has no one because her husband's cheating on her. Her daughter's away uh, with some dude. I bet there's another one where it's like he just didn't have the nerve to go see her. Yep, that was that oh. was another popular one where he just couldn't He's bear such to a face weak her. Pussy. That's God. what like is in my mind though. He is such a shit. I want him to be the character that kills himself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why do I, I want don't that like, too? But I feel like he didn't. Exactly. I don't think he would be. I think he's just a pussy. Yeah. Not saying you have to be like or to kill fuck, yourself. But like, but I want it still. to be like he stands her up and says "fuck you." I want that too. I want yeah. some yeah, reaction out of the guy. Let's take a minute. What do you guys think? Just not based on what would be best for the story, but based on his character, what realistically happened as to why that guy wouldn't have shown up. Like, based on his character, up. why didn't he show up, though? Because he didn't... What well, he did probably probably didn't want to face that, couldn't face her again after all of that. Out of fear? Yeah. This, that, was his final good, that was his final goodbye. You think he did it to spite her? Partly, I would probably, uh, I would probably say, but more That's so. That's what my original thought more, was. I think there's part of it that, like, he would want to go see her. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants to go do that, but he knows he can't. He's a coward. Exactly. I see that. He's a coward in the too. whole rest of the movie. What do you think? I don't know. I, I think he probably just did it to spider and say, fuck you. That, that's, that was my immediate reaction the first time I watched it. You can gussy it up, but, like, ultimately, and that's what it came down to yeah, it's like bare fuck bones, you bitch you're alone. like I don't even need you anymore you lost out on me 
Yeah, that's definitely how I Do you think the quality of the book warrants that reaction? Or, like, what's warranting his fuck you attitude in that mindset? I think he knows the book is good because she's the one who contacted him and asked him to dinner. But I think in his note that was attached to the book, he said he was in L.A. until a certain day. Oh, yeah, L.A. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like hit me up. Wow, manipulating her. He he knew he, she was gonna read. I'm telling you, he did a little bit of research. Somehow he knew that shit wasn't going right in her life. You think? I think he knew somehow. I don't see. I don't any, I don't see anything in either of the characters that Jake Gyllenhaal plays in this movie that he has a vindictive, spiteful bone in his body. He just lets everything happen, and, and lets then everything if he doesn't fall. get his way, he bitches. That's how I see him. Like, you remember when she didn't like his book and he just complained? Oh, okay, that, yeah. I mean... More so, Edward is the whiny, sensitive, like, soft boy. Mm-hmm. And Tony is a fuck-up. Dude, Tony is just, like, the exacerbated version of Edward's weakest, most insecure, most cowardice traits. And while it's so frustrating to watch, it totally drives the book Nocturnal Animals in the movie's plot. Like, that's the whole arc. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. any more gelatin? Mm, not really. That, that was pretty much all the interesting stuff I came up with. Most of the other stuff was all about the dual timeline. And, yeah, that's like... I feel like we... That, that's the number that. one problem. It's a, another The Way Back movie where it tried to be two things and then it ended up being no things. The, yeah, yeah, the I dual agree. timeline is really hard to do right, it seems like. Yeah. I can only think of a handful of movies that really warrant a dual timeline. Yeah, in in the case of like the way back, it's not like the dual timeline is what like is the thing that like fucks it up. It's the fact that like it's a sport is it like a sports movie where this guy has like a good sports team, like a Coach Carter type thing? Mm-hmm. Or is it his redemption arc and like this like Ben Affleck's like character depth. It was trying yeah, to do both and it couldn't. Yeah. It's like you spread yourself too thin, now both stories are. Is this movie about your son with cancer? Is this movie about how you're an alcoholic like coach who gets his final chance to <laughs> play the big both, game? I don't know. They tried to be both and, and it was nothing. bad and I wanted to see that movie so bad. I walked out of that movie disappointed. Hurt. <laughs> I wanted to like this movie as much as as much as you thought I was going to. I'm surprised you didn't. That's why I didn't want to do the podcast right after, last, right after we watched it last night. I was like, I don't want to jump right into this. Dude, I was so high. I would throw up if you made it <laughs> on the podcast. I was high as fuck. I was okay. not about to sit down and do a podcast. <laughs> do you guys want to give your final thoughts on the movie? I feel like we've been talking a whole mess of the time. We're yeah, good. it's pretty much yeah. done. We're good. Yeah, we're about at our normal time. Okay, I yeah. feel like we've been talking like three hours. <laughs> no, no, so. we're, we're about at our normal time. But yeah, final thoughts. I mean, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's definitely, I'd say, worth a watch. I'd rate it after this full discussion, maybe now a seven. Take back my eight and a half. There are a lot of problems with the real life timeline with Amy Adams and Army Hammer. As far as the depth is concerned, it's lacking. But the story of Nocturnal Animals is really heavy and good and I think makes it worth the watch. I agree. Mm. Jelly? Uh, I think I'm going to stick with my 8.5 solely because I can look past the dual storyline and uh, I'm willing to take poor movie 
like structure in return for just how good Nocturnal Animals was. I'm so happy you liked it. I feel like you like complex movies and I'm still like figuring out your movie vibes. The entire so time I watched the movie I was definitely feeling like disgusted and like <laughs> really like really sad and My it's type depressing. Of movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's you it's see why they're good, in though, because it makes you appreciate life. Yes, dude, they're so raw and, and it also visceral. gives you fears because now I have to go buy a gun for the next time I try to drive across the country. Yeah, just don't run kids. into any guy. Don't flip anybody. Don't flip three country guys off. Never do that. Yeah, dude, they were gonna run them off the road regardless. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. No, they were following. They were gonna them do super, it. They were super sketchy. Really sketchy. Yeah, they were up to no good. That was some Jeepers Creepers level sketch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, no, nah, super good. Um, yeah, I did have faults, but overall, like, just, yeah, it was just, I like to be angry sometimes when I watch movies. <laughs> did you feel angry? I was angry at this guy, but I also pitied him. Yeah. Because. Pathetic. He, while he is a pathetic beta cuck, man, like, you're like, that's legit the best he can do. Yeah, like he's, it's not like he's is. not trying. He is trying. That's Beta just Pucks the are gonna way hate us for this podcast. We're not <laughs> having any. Sorry, I am a Beta Cuck. Dude, but none like, of the Beta Cucks are gonna take this fucking sitting down. No, our Alpha Chad energy. You have to take it bending over. I'm yeah, sorry, but I'm like, I think I'm a just, Chad son. I think ninety percent of people would sit there and say he could have done more, or he could have oh, done yeah. things at least better. Yeah, but again, I think that was the whole point. Right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Except for he didn't have any character development. I like the way Connor was bringing it up. Never had any character development, unfortunately. Like, I'm very much stayed happy. A pussy. He just stayed I'm a very pussy. much happy that you guys agree with me because yeah. I have been really hard pressed about I've been like really talking. Scared to tell I've you guys. I've been really scared about this. I'm not even kidding. So yeah, I kind of hated the main character. The only thing that makes up for it was Michael Shannon oh, and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Jake Gyllenhaal. Not like he had a bad performance. Sorry, I just hated your character, bro. Like, Which I feel like is a good performance. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like why we hate... I mean, but John C. Riley... Like, different reason. Different reason. John like, C. Riley wasn't relevant enough for me to form no, such an like, um, in-depth opinion on it. Like how we hated the, the... Like how we hated that one chick from World's Greatest Dad. That was a great performance because exactly. I fucking the hated girlfriend. her so much. Yeah, exactly like that. I hated her. I can't see past... Her character because it's written like you know it's written so well. Yeah. Um, well, cool. And then yeah, I think I'd stick with my six point five seven. I'm I am glad that you guys saw my points though. Yeah, they were valid. Fuck. Sick. Next week, different movie. Probably. Sleepy. I'm tired. <laughs> You need Jesus, huh? frankly. I don't know. We're going to have a, a new movie for them next week, regardless of if you're tired right now or not. What are you talking about? To the now? podcast. I said, next week, new movie. Oh. And you said, I don't know, I'm tired. Yeah, we're going to watch The Ampoli. That's what that means. That's not for next week. The Ampoli is sacred. <laughs> we're going to do an ant special. Yeah, we're going to just do a big ants podcast. We're going to talk about animated ants. In the ant universe. Is there a movie about an animated aunt? Perhaps that we could throw into the mix just as a fun little Perhaps. Game. Perhaps. There's that thick aunt from Big Hero 6. Jelly, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everyone knows. It's a meme. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, I guess. <laughs> Bye.
right? Like, <laughs> yeah, bye, that's I guess. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs>